Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves is part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, as well as the Road to Atlanta Podcast, along with all the great written content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We ask that you listen, review, subscribe to the Daily Hammer as well as the rest of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. And make sure you check out the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. When it comes to Atlanta and when it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves came into Tuesday night having lost their first game in the series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Drew Smiley just did not have anywhere close to his best stuff, giving up four home runs. Though the Braves did make a valiant comeback effort, especially once again with the long ball. They were not able to get the win. So they come into Wednesday night again with Charlie Morton on the mound against Walker Buehler and the Dodgers, but also away from L.A., The Phillies had already won their fifth straight game, and now the lead for the Braves after Monday night going into last night's game was three and a half games in the NL East. Well, the thing is, is that last night got off to a bit better start for the Braves, both in terms of hitting and pitching. An early home run from Jock Peterson, as well as an RBI double from Travis Darnot, gave Charlie Morton more than enough for him to be able to get off to a great start to the game. Morton absolutely was on his best stuff throughout the first three innings of the game. But after the Braves got a 2-0 lead in the top of the fourth inning, Mookie Betts, unfortunately, once again, he took advantage of a pitch from Morton inside, hitting it over the fence to make the score 2-1. But the most, unfortunately, the most significant part of last night's game occurred in the top of the fifth inning. With the runner on second, Ozzie Albies fouled a ball off of his knee, and unfortunately there was a pause in the game. The injury definitely looked plenty severe. A ball that went right off the top of his left knee. Albies was able to, after laying on the ground, was able to stand up. He attempted to put some weight on it, could not, and was eventually carried off the field. Ira Adrianza came into the game. Unfortunately, the Braves were not able to convert the uh, scoring opportunity into runs. But of course, the bigger concern was Ozzie Albee's injury, and it did not look good at all. The first thought to many Braves fans' minds were, how could this happen again, especially to such a significant player? But obviously, 
that is something that was on the minds of the players, the franchise, the fans, every one of us who are Braves fans, the unfortunate injury that occurred to Ozzie Albies. After Ira Adrianza replaced Albies, the Braves were not able to convert a scoring opportunity in the top of the fifth inning. And then after that, it was the Dodgers simply taking advantage of scoring opportunities that the Braves themselves could not produce. Though Charlie Morton had an outstanding outing where it took him, where he went six innings, struck out eight Dodgers, allowed only three hits. The only blemish on his record was the home run allowed to Mookie Betts. The Dodgers were able to get a sacrifice fly in the bottom of the seventh inning, an RBI double in the bottom of the eighth, and they were able to win the game three to two. But of course, the bigger concern, the, the, the thought on everybody's mind was how was Ozzie Albies? Well, fortunately, later in the game, the Braves did release news that his knee did come back, x-rays did come back negative. He obviously was extremely sore from how hard he fouled the ball off of his knee. Brian Snicker said that he likely would miss a few days. It does seem, you know, that the Braves are at least optimistic right now. He will not go on uh, in any type of IL stint. So at the very least, the Braves did get some positive news and that it appears Ozzie Albies fortunately escaped any type of serious or long-term injury, and he hopefully will back be back sooner rather than later to once again help the Braves as they continue on this stretch run. And of course, the other positive was certainly Charlie Morton. Again, six innings, eight strikeouts, only three hits allowed. Charlie Morton stepped up and absolutely performed like you would hope one of your aces would in a playoff-type setting. If the Braves are to make the playoffs, it has to be highly encouraging to know that Morton, who has done it before, once again is ready to step up in big games and deliver. But the other thing about last night was that, as mentioned earlier, the Phillies had have now won five straight. The Braves have now lost their second game in this series against the Dodgers. It was always expected, going back to you know, a, a week ago from Monday when the Braves welcomed the Yankees to Atlanta. It was always expected that Atlanta would run into a bit of struggle when it came to the Yankees, the Giants, and the Dodgers. The Braves are now 2-6 and six over that stretch. The thing was, though, was that coming into that um, series against the Yankees, it had been a good thing the Braves had built a five-and-a-half game lead. But with the tough stretch the Braves were running into, and with the fact that the Phillies were going to run into a much easier part of their schedule uh, starting in the middle of last week, it did seem like that lead in the NL East may have a chance to dwindle a bit, and it certainly has. Entering this morning, the Braves now have a two-and-a-half game lead in the NL East. Of course, after tonight's game against the Dodgers, which would be wonderful for the Braves to get a victory in, after tonight's game against the Dodgers, the Braves' schedule does get a bit easier, but that NL East lead certainly has started to shrink a little bit with how well the Phillies are playing and the fact that the Braves have run into a tough part of their schedule. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. 
after getting a big series win against the team with the best record in the majors, at least at the time, in the San Francisco Giants over the weekend in Atlanta, the Braves have traveled out to L.A. and now have lost two straight, losing this series to the Dodgers. At the end of the day, the Dodgers are the most talented team in the majors. I don't think that anyone would really spend a lot of time arguing against that. But the thing that does stand out about the Braves when it comes to them traveling to L.A. is that it has just not been any type of productive setting for them to play baseball over the past decade plus. Since 2010, the Braves are now 11-25 at Dodger Stadium, including 0-5 in the playoffs. The only two games that the Braves have won on the road against the Dodgers in the playoffs came last year when the Dodgers and Braves played at Globe Life Park, home of the uh, t- home of the Texas Rangers, obviously due to the pandemic and the special situation where basically baseball was playing their playoffs in a bubble. But the Dodgers, but Dodger Stadium just has not been a productive place at all when it comes to the Braves and their hopes of winning. And that's something that certainly stands out in my mind. If the Braves are looking to take advantage of the primes of Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albies, not to get too dramatic or look too forward, too far into the future, it does feel like one of the things that they're going to have to accomplish is eventually finding a way to win in Dodger Stadium late in the season. They certainly can do it. Last year was certainly a boost to build off of, but the Braves are eventually going to have to figure out how to win in Dodger Stadium, especially this year if they have any hope of advancing in the playoffs with a roster that certainly gives them a much better chance now than the Braves looked like they had in July. Of course, another big boost would be getting a victory tonight to somewhat salvage this series against the Dodgers, and the Braves do have to like their chances a bit. Max Freed on the mound pitching as well as he has over the past few weeks. He certainly should be able to at least give the Braves a chance to be in the game. And though it may seem odd, the Braves do have to like their chances a bit with Max Freed on the mound against Max Serger. The last six times the Braves have faced Max Serger, the Braves are 4-2. and two, And in four of those six starts, Serger has given up three or more runs, which obviously means that's a pretty successful stretch against a pitcher the caliber of a future Hall of Famer like Max Serger. So the Braves certainly, they're once again going to have to take advantage of scoring opportunities. Hopefully they can mix some power with some production. They've been able to hit, uh, they've been able to connect four home runs against Serger over those six, over the last six times they faced him as well. So the Braves could have a few opportunities to put a few runs on the board via the home run or via scoring opportunities. But the big key is Atlanta is going to have to take advantage of every opportunity that they can to be able to find success and get at least one win out of L.A. It'll be interesting to see how the Braves lineup changes a bit with Ozzie Albies likely out of the lineup and also how the outfield alignment once again looks tonight against Max Serger. Of course, we'll be watching the Braves. We'll also be paying attention to the Phillies and Mets. Again, the Braves now two and a half games with the lead over the Phillies, five and a half over the Mets as the Braves finish up their series in L.A. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all on the Talking Chop podcast network. 
you can find the podcast as well as all the written content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We'll be back with you tomorrow, hopefully to talk about a much-needed victory for the Braves in L.A. But until then, have a great day and join us again here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.